Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Heaven is something difficult for us to talk about. Why? Because we have no frame of reference. No one has ever gone to heaven and then come back again to tell us all about what it is and where it is. We speak about heaven in symbolic terms or symbolic talk. While at the same time, it's everything for us. It's what it's all about. It's why we practice our faith. It's why we go to Mass every weekend. We pray every day. We essentially engage in a life of stewardship. We practice the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Heaven is the goal. It's our final destination. Then it begs the question, what is heaven like? And what will happen to us when we arrive there? I'm sure many of us have asked those questions, as well as others like it, from time to time throughout our life. Now, when we think about heaven, What are some of the images that conjure up in our mind? Images of God, the angels, saints, maybe even relatives, family members, parents, grandparents that have gone before us, or images of paradise. Well, in the gospel for this weekend, Jesus gives us an image of heaven, and he compares it to a house. In this case, the house of God the Father. Now, notice how it begins. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If there were not, what I have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you there myself, so that where I am, you may also be. Well, in order for us to understand this scripture passage, it's always important for us to understand the context in which it is set in. Right now, Jesus is speaking to his apostles. They're in the upper room. They're in the midst of celebrating the Last Supper. And so Jesus is preparing his apostles for his impending death. That's why he says at the very beginning, don't let your hearts be troubled. Jesus wants to protect his apostles from despair because they will see his death on the cross. But he also wants to protect them from discouragement when persecution comes their way. Only the peace of God that surpasses our understanding can calm the apostles' anxieties, as well as us, during the challenges of our lives. And so Jesus is trying to reassure the apostles that our death is simply a doorway to a new and eternal life. That's why he mentions his father's house. He says, In my father's house are many dwelling places. If there were not what I have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And so the implication here is, Jesus has prepared a place for all of us, for all of us who are believers and have kept the faith. 
Notice what he also says, that little detail, I will come back for you. Well, at the appointed time, Christ himself will come back for us. He won't send an angel when we are about to depart from this world to the next. He won't send a saint or one of our relatives. Jesus himself, he will come back and guide us to heaven. Now, why is that? I think it's to make sure we reach our destination safely because Jesus knows the ways and we don't. So what must we do? Well, it's imperative for us to always have heaven as the ultimate goal. St. John Chrysostom once said, We are resident aliens in this world. Therefore, we must keep our eyes fixated on the goal, the goal of heaven. And not just our eyes, our heart, our mind, our soul, our will, and our intellect, always fixed on the world to come, the world of heaven. Now, are we resident aliens in this world? Well, yes, we are. Our true citizenship does not belong to this world. It belongs in the world to come, the world we are all tending to, heaven. Our true homeland is heaven. And that's what Jesus is getting at. Now, don't make the mistake of saying to yourself, okay, I have to be fixated on the goal, which is heaven. Therefore, I'm going to ignore the world. I'm going to forget, divest, or even disengage the world. You say to yourself, you know, I cannot do both. I cannot continue to live in this world and yet be fixated on heaven. It seems impossible of balancing both, being fixated on heaven and also engaging the world. It seems that both are mutually exclusive of each other. On the contrary, not at all. Instead, both being fixated on the goal and engaging the world build upon each other. I would even argue they complement each other. And so, yes, we have to be fixated on the goal, absolutely. But it, doing so, it compels us to engage the world with a deep passion. Where is this best seen? In the saints. The saints were a great example of this. They were constantly fixated on heaven. Yet at the same time, they engaged the world with a great passion. I'll give you some examples. Mother Teresa, she was always fixated on the goal. Her eyes were always on heaven. And yet she had a deep passion to engage the world. In 1950, she established her own order, the Missionaries of Charity, with only 12 nuns. Mother Teresa and her order had a great passion to engage the world, to care for the poor, the sick, the dying, the homeless. And today, her order now has over 4,500 nuns ministering in 133 countries. How about St. Catherine of Siena? She lived in the 14th century, and she single-handedly preserved the stability of the papacy during her lifetime. She convinced the Pope at that time, Pope Gregory, to return to Rome and end the Avignon papacy. More to it, St. Catherine of Siena, she composed the book, The Dialogue, which is literally her dialoguing with God on many different theological issues, the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist, the Holy Trinity, Jesus fully divine and fully human. She is one of only four women 
that the church has recognized as a doctor of our church. And see, these saints engaged the world with a passion, and because of that, it made them who they are. They never lost track of the goal, heaven, and yet in doing so, they sought to change the world and change it for the better. Well, so too must we. We have to engage the world. We have to become the person that God created us to be, which was what? We share our prayers. We share our prosperity. We share our skills and our abilities in the wide variety of ministries that we have in our parishes. That's what makes our parishes strong and vibrant. One last thing to think about. At the very end, Jesus says, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. Well, what are the works of Jesus Christ? Better yet, what were his daily works, his daily activities? Well, first and foremost, daily prayer. An essential part of Jesus' daily life was prayer. Also, right worship of God the Father. Teaching by example in the way he lived his life. Demonstrating compassion and charity to others. Selfless service to others. Those were all just a few ways in which Jesus essentially did his daily works. Well, now he's challenging us. And he's telling us that we can do those same things ourselves. Well, how do we do that? Well, first and foremost, we can do the works of Jesus Christ by first aligning our will to the will of God. The one thing that Jesus always told his apostles was that his will was the will of the Father. Therefore, our will must be aligned to the will of God. And in doing so, then, yes, we begin to do the works of Jesus Christ. Next, we have to always be fixated on the goal, recognizing that the heaven is our final destination. Heaven is what we're all about. It's why we practice our faith. But at the same time, it motivates us to engage the world, not divest from it or ignore it, but engage the world with a passion in our own way, just like the saints did. The saints engage the world in their own way, and in many different ways. See, when we do that, then we are properly prepared for the final destination. We are properly prepared to be received into our true homeland, heaven and eternal life with God forever. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.